Yesterday's the past, tomorrow's the future, but today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Hello, my name is Cheryl Orton, and this is my podcast, Today's Gift. We're going to talk about the gift that is today and the gifts that each day holds. And I'd like you to just stick around with me as we dive into the treasure chest that holds today's gift. Hello, it's good to be back with you guys today. Uh, I was in Walmart, I guess it was last week sometime, and walked down the aisle and seen a bunch of seed packets. And I looked and told my husband, I said, okay, it's time. I told him we were going to look at a seed catalog, so here we go. Here it is, the dead of winter, but looking ahead, very soon we know that it will be time to plant. And on the sign at church, we have something that says, seasons change, but God remains faithful. So this is something that's been on my heart for a little while now. And I just want to talk about some parables and some lessons that we can learn from the field. So we're going to open up our Bibles and we're going to turn to Luke chapter 8. And I'm going to start reading in verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground, and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God, and those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they, which when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on good ground are they, which in an honest and a good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. Now Jesus, he was God in the flesh. He came to earth to show us the way to heaven. He was born for one purpose, to die for our sins, to be buried and to rise again, 
so that we could be saved from our sins and go to heaven and live forever with him someday. Jesus was fully God and fully man. God does not think like man, and God does not see like man. But Jesus was both God and man, so that he could become the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 to 10 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And do our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Jesus has a way with words. Because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, because his ways are higher than our ways, he came down here as a human so that we might understand the things that we need to understand. Jesus spent three and a half years walking the earth as a lowly carpenter, homeless. His closest friends were fishermen and tax collectors, not the wealthy and royal. Isaiah chapter 35 verses 4 through 8 say, says, Say ye to them that are of fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense, and he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap as in heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. And the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. So we're looking at two prophecies from Isaiah. The first one says, God will abundantly pardon. He will save us. Even though his thoughts are above our thoughts and his ways are above our ways. And the second one says, he will come with vengeance to save us. Our famine is going to go away. He's going to make a highway for us so clear that a fool can understand and follow that path. So, Jesus came. He was born to a poor young girl. He was raised in the home of a carpenter. And when the time came to begin his ministry, he chose 12 everyday common men to be his followers. These men were not well educated, though Jesus had infinite wisdom. Luke chapter 2 verses 42 to 47 says, And when he was 12 years old, he came to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they found him, they turned back to Jerusalem, and when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. But these people were not the people that Jesus chose to be his followers. 
Luke was a doctor, but the rest were fishermen, tax collectors, and such like as that. He walked and he talked with the common people every day, and he taught them. So the scripture in Luke chapter 8 that we started with is one of the lessons that Jesus taught. He told stories that he knew people could understand. And the story that we're going to look at is about a farmer planting seed. Jesus told a story about a man planting seeds in a field. When Jesus walked the earth, they did not have heavy equipment that takes up two lanes of traffic to plant and harvest crops. Jesus told a story about a man walking into a field carrying a bag of seed and throwing it out by handfuls. The seed fell on four types of ground. It fell on the wayside, it fell on rocky ground, thorny ground, and it fell on good ground. And there were four different results. The wayside was eaten by birds. The rocky sprang up fast and withered away. The thorny sprang up but it was choked by the thorns and the good crop had results. Hundredfold results is what it said here. Jesus realized this story was not really about farming. They knew that he was more concerned about souls than their farming success. They asked him what he was trying to convey to them in this lesson. And his answer was plain. It's found in Luke 8, 11 to 15. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. And then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rocky ground, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And they have no root which for a while believe, and in time of temptation they fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, they go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bear no fruit to perfection. But that on good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. I can't even tell you how many times I've taught this lesson. But recently, as I taught it again, I looked at it differently. And this time it pricked my heart in a little different way. So many times I've taught it and I found it difficult to differentiate between two of the soil types. But this time it was made clear to me and I saw myself in one of them. This is how Jesus explained the four types of soils. First was the wayside. This was the path where the farmer walked. On the wayside, the hearers of the word, it just it goes in one ear and out the other. These hearers are not really hearing or listening to what's being taught because the hearer does not really care what is being taught and the lesson cannot really accomplish what it should. Then there's the rocky. And this soil is just not very deep. There are rocks just beneath the surface. And these hearers hear. But once they are gone, the message has not really penetrated the soul. And they forget when they are not around where the gospel is being proclaimed. 
Then there's the thorny ground. The seed fell among weeds and briar patches. The seed goes in and begins to grow. But there are other things growing there too. Because the other things growing in the soil, the plant can never really become what it should. The plant is dwarfed and eventually choked by the thorns. The scripture says thorns are cares, worry, riches, money, or work to gain more money, pleasures, entertainment. These thorns are just everyday life, and this is what pricked my heart. And finally, there's the good soil. These are the hearers who have an honest and good heart, and having heard the word, they keep it, and they bring forth fruit with patience. I know that none of us are perfect and none of us are born with a good heart. Hosea 10, 12 says, Sow unto yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Romans 3, 10 says, As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. Fallow ground is that dirt that we talked about. Those types of dirt, those other types of dirt, everything except good dirt. We have to break up the hard, rocky, thorny dirt in our souls. Or we will never be able to let the pure, beautiful seed of the word become what it needs to become in our lives. We need to come to Jesus. And we need to rep repent for letting everything in the world control our, the seedbed of our minds and hearts. We can never truly become what God wants us to become when we're filled with the cares of this world. It's up to us to decide what we will let God's word become in us. We can break up our fallow ground and we can have a hundredfold revival or we can let God's word become choked out by worry, by money, by entertainment. And we will eventually die spiritually and that is my thought for today it's good to be back with y'all and i ask you to come back next week when we will talk about dealing with the thorns i love you guys thank you guys for listening today i appreciate you continuing to listen as i took my little christmas break and I am looking forward to what God is going to do in 2024. Look forward to seeing you again next week and all of this new year. Love you.